0: That's heritageradionetwork.org slash 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you.
1: This program is brought to you by Joule, sous vide by Chef Steps. Jewel takes the guesswork out of cooking. Learn
2: more at chefsteps.com slash J-O-U-L-E. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network. We're a member-supported food radio network, Broadcasting over 35 weekly shows live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. Join our hosts as they lead you through the world of craft brewing, behind the scenes of the restaurant industry, inside the battle over school food, and beyond. Find us at heritageradionetwork.org. Don't
0: shine the devil with your rock and roll, load. No. Knows that country music's gonna save your soul. going to
3: Welcome back to the Speakeasy. I'm Damon Bolti. My name is Southern
4: Teague. Where oh, are you? I don't know. There, hey, I am. there you are. My name is Southern <laughs> Teague. Good to see you. You too, man. Good to be seen and good to be heard.
3: <laughs> Indeed. How are you, buddy? I'm I'm super chill, bro.
4: Yeah. How's uh How's your is it? Is it what, what do you consider this? Is this now a vacation when you're here in New York for a week?
3: No, it's a lot of work. That's yeah, true, dude. Lies. It's it, <laughs> <thanks>. like. <laughs> It, no, I mean it really is like yes,
5: it. Uh, Drinking thirty-five underbergs is a whole lot. Of work. It's a
3: lot of work. No, I mean, I mean like no, I, I will say this to be totally truthful: the the days are a little bit harder because of the nights. You know, so like we're old. it's just you know like getting older. But that also,
6: sounds like an eighties lyric. You well,
3: know, <laughs> days are a little hard. I ripped it off from like Wham. It's it a Wham B side. <laughs> uh, no, I mean like it is like. The the great thing about it is, the hangovers are kind of a little bit more welcome because the fact that you're there's so many great people in the city that oh. you want to say hi to and like hang out with and have drinks with, so you hardcore, end up having a lot. It's really delicious. Oh man! Oh, you went for that! Wow! Yeah! Yeah! Jesus but it's so Christ! Good.
4: It's so good! It's mother's milk, oh, fuck. That's delicious.
7: It's
3: overproof rum, but it's dark. Nice. So delicious. okay, so. We we have a crew in the studio today and Jesse yeah. Wollers is part of it and she's digging through the speakeasy bar <clears> and it, she, shots of, she, to OF. A shot I was like, Let's do a shot of out. something and she went straight for the plantation overproof
4: dark Rum. <laughs> yeah. because well, it's yellow.
3: Good morning. Duh.
5: I'd add it to my
2: margarita, but that would be a
4: blasphemy. You... Do it. Why not? Float it on top of your Roberta's margarita. And that's
3: it for the Speakeasy of this week. Uh, <laughs> look at her. There she goes. She's a boss. Let's see. Let's see how it works. Oh, it's fuck. That's off, delicious. Guys. That looks great. She just did a oh, float. So my goddamn God day off.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> so you the come back car. and you do a lot of work there's, there's for just, Brooklyn Gin. For, for Grand Army. For Grand for Army, everything. of course. For the another. Speakeasy radio program. Yeah. <laughs> We've recorded a lot of shows this week. That's right. Uh, you know, for the times where I'm out of town and you're out of town. Yeah. You know? It's not terrible. Show them
4: go on. I'm sure that's great. <laughs> uh, well, can I
3: try?
5: Since, Coctology. Since, <laughs> I'm trying to. Coctology.
4: <laughs> since they're all barking in already, let's. Uh, <laughs> and we're running a little bit late. <laughs> uh, it's holiday time, man. No, we, get we're, to, we're, we get to relax. We're
3: doing it however we want to do it, whenever we want to do it.
4: Next oh. week is Pranksgiving. Everything's going
3: on. We got what? more people Whoa. coming to the studio with a, sandwiches. with a sandwich. Dang. Oh, no. Where did that come from? <laughs> I, I, this is like I don't even care about the Gosh. show anymore I'm just like having the best time any- <laughs> anyway this is the best day so okay we so got
4: more on the way believe me
3: so you you and I we, we did record some we pre-recorded some shows on Friday
4: yeah cause it's holiday time and you and I are time. traveling a lot so we have shows but, in the can that a lot of other
3: people are traveling too yeah, so true. like we want to catch people catch while they're while in, town.
4: in town and yeah, yeah. It's been great. Plus, we've got a bunch of recorded interviews we've done in like Portland Cocktail Week, and when I did when I was down in Kansas City for Pop Fest, and mm-hmm. Delray Beach, Florida, for that charity event that I did with what Did Simo. one with the
3: the Wild Turkey family. Yeah, so still needs to. Uh,
4: we got a lot of content yeah. we need to churn out.
3: Yeah, so we can we can take a vacation at some point. I think is that
4: what that's called? Is that what that's called? Uh, doing no, a, am I of, doing, that right? a of, doing a lot of work <laughs> in advance yeah. is not taking a vacation. That's true. Um... But yeah, uh, also, I just want to mention, I have a weird thing going on with the Moria Margo that I've never done before, and this guy convinced me to do it, so I'm going to do it. Um, there's a thing called Home Bar Awards on Instagram. Go check them out. They have uh, a little over 10,000 followers. Um, he creates a contest every month. He's only started in January. He's already got 10,000 followers. So, uh, you know, 10 months old, basically, he's got 10,000 followers. He creates a contest every month. He gives away some pretty interesting, cool prizes to home bartenders for photos that they put up. So it's like bar awards but for home bartenders but that's the, cool the prize for december is only going to be eligible to the number one number two and number three placing people for the whole year that's gone by so 33 people total for the 11 months um and it's going to be get your get your home bar creation on the menu at amori margo that's oh. fucking cool i'm so for, entering that's really cool. <laughs> for two weeks
7: for two weeks i can't do it forever does like a yeah. bottle of shitty rum in the fr- in the freezer count? If it
6: wins,
4: <laughs> if it wins, it wins. Okay. Does does my sippy cup count? <laughs> if it wins, it wins. It your
3: over salted margarita. So I, think
4: <laughs> so I think any listener out there who's a home bartender or maybe even a sneaky professional one, you should go to Home Bar Awards, check it out, uh, and there'll be some rules and a, and the competition will all be laid out, and you can get your menu on the on the menu to, get your item on the menu to Amore and Margot for a couple Mine of is. weeks in December. Well, I guess the competition will end at the end of. December, so probably in January. It's going to oh. be fun, though.
5: I make nice. all my cocktails in a quart container, so never mind. <laughs> We're not hey. fancy at my house.
4: Chef style.
5: I guess it
6: yeah, right? needs
4: a 55-gallon <laughs> drum, right?
6: You know, Anyway, <laughs>
5: if I had one.
4: <laughs> let's circle back to our guests in the studio today. Some old friends, some new friends. we got Jackie Summers here from, uh, Jack from Brooklyn. He's a known uh, character in our field as well as kind of an activist for all things uh, intersectional we got Jess Wollers sitting in the chair as well. She's uh, the GM over at Leenda, uh, one of our favorite bars here in Brooklyn, uh, working with uh, Ivy Mix and the team over there. And then uh, Tyler Beebe, who I, I don't really know what your title is.
7: Um, so I'm an ex-bartender, um, but I worked in the service industry You're for... never an ex-bartender. For, oh, yeah. <laughs> Once a bartender, always a yeah. bartender. <laughs> That's, That's so for real. So like uh, my, my current uh, career is a software engineer. Yeah. So right now I work for Meetup.com.
4: What is Meetup? I saw that in your email. What is Meetup?
7: Um, meetup is an like an event hosting platform. Um, so you can like create groups and go on there and post um, events and have people sign up and like a RSVP and stuff.
4: And then um, go meet up. Yes.
7: I guess, uh, oh, it's just
5: right there
4: in the name.
7: It's uh, intended as a tool to get people off the internet and in real life.
4: Oh,
5: fancy that interesting away from virtual <laughs> communication into
4: actual communication.
7: But my, my bartending experience, um, I, I worked, um, not as a bartender, but as a back waiter at prune, um, yeah. which I'm sure all yeah. of you in the, that's probably now. also
4: where I met you. Yeah. I
7: used probably. to eat there quite a bit. Um, and then I was a bartender at a cake shop, uh, rest mm-hmm. in peace.
5: Yeah. and I even used to there cake
4: yeah. shop all the time back in the day yeah, Man, yeah you're just like this shadowy I've, figure in yeah. the past <laughs> yeah. i've been all these places i've, I've seen, seen
3: all each of each other at 2 <laughs> yeah so you worked with chris balla and uh with greg curly i've carried that guy home a bunch of times uh <laughs> from the cake shop yeah that dude. i've also had to carry myself home from cake shop from playing shows there and just way too much <laughs> we way too many salty margaritas uh Put Jackie, probably.
5: <laughs> we keep referencing Dude. Jackie and salt because we just watched him put a handful of salt on a slice of pizza that was thoroughly unnecessary. But <laughs> salt is life That's right. <laughs> but we look at the way he looks at 51 and we're going to start chugging salt on a daily basis. Food Dude
6: is a transport mechanism for salt. That's
5: right. 100% <laughs> agree. I want to look like Jackie Sunday. And hot sauce. <laughs>
7: Yep. Yes. Hot sauce. Yeah, And So I haven't
5: developed the hot sauce.
4: This show totally rambled off where I had pictured it going. I, this is where I like going. <laughs> I don't mean right this second. I mean in just even in general Uncharted before we begin. Yeah, it. so I had reached out to the team at Landa, which was Jess and and Shannon Panchay, uh, and said, "Hey, let's get some ladies on the show and talk about being ladies in the business." And then I guess Shannon couldn't make it. Jess reached back out to me and said, "I've got these other two folks who you know already who want to come on the show, and maybe we could talk about like." What it's like to be a woman, or what it's in this business. What it's like to be transgender in this business. What it's like to be an activist for for all things intersectional in this business. So, this is a we're we're having fun and we're drinking rum and eating sandwiches, but we're also going to talk about some serious topics today. I think absolutely. But we're going to do it in a fun, lighthearted way so people don't get uh, nervous or scared. Right. Also, randomly, just walked in. We got a, a fan of the show, Jake Zimmerman. He, he doesn't even live here in town. He just wanted to come hang out, and sit in the studio with us. Say hi, Hello. Jake. Welcome
0: Hello. to the show. How are you?
4: Good, good to see you. <laughs> so I think I like your pen
3: I, yeah, I was like, I was like, dude. I, every time I see someone in another city wearing the iHeartBitter's Heart Bitters pin, I'm like, yes. yeah. So there's got another cult follower. That's
4: right. <laughs> the, uh, another de- another nice. another devotee. You have to say it like that. Like it's weird. You can't devotee. Say, you can't
3: devotee, say devotee. You have to say devotee
4: because <laughs> <laughs> it's a cult. Yeah. Absolutely. Devotees.
5: The cult of stirred cocktails.
3: Yeah. yeah. So okay, we have so how do we, we have much to talk about. Yeah,
4: today? well, I mean, yes and no. We got much to talk about, but in no structured way. Um, but but I'd like to, you know, I think the person to leap right into it, both feet, is always Jackie Summers because he's got a a strong opinion, uh, a lot of axes oh, to grind. I
3: just had some strong rum too. He's got <laughs> he's got a
4: lot of axes to grind and oh. no filter. Yeah, <laughs> which is the line I steal all the time from Evan Freeman. That's why we love him. That's yeah, That's
5: why he's our friend.
4: So, what have you been up to? I saw you out in Portland Cocktail Week, and you did a great talk I sat in on. Um, Thank you. Which was called, I'm not going to remember the title of the Implicit talk. Implicit
6: Bias on Both Sides of the Bar.
4: On Both Sides of the Bar, which is what interested me in going to it in the yeah. first place, right? And <clears throat> what, did, what did you talk about out there, and how do you think your message reached some people? And like, just give me your sense of what went on in general with that talk, and in Portland specifically. I, I
6: think the talk went really well. I was working with Jen Clio out, out of uh, Small Hand Foods, mm-hmm. uh, San Francisco, Oakland, and what we talked about is all the stuff that happens unconsciously, where you prejudge people based on race, based on sex, based on sexual fluidity, uh, based on how they come in dressed. Uh, and uh, the, the really important parts, the really important part point we tried to make was, Everybody has bias. So that's not a question. The question is, bias plus power equals what? I have bias. There are people that I am naturally drawn to and people I'm naturally repelled from. But I have almost no power. So there isn't really much I can do if I don't like someone based on internal bias. The way the system is designed that we all inherited, we didn't create it, but we inherited it, is the system will absolutely discriminate against women, against trans people, against the LGBTQ community, against people of color. And if you have power and bias, then it is your responsibility to see what can I do to help undo the damage that the system is benefiting me at the expense of others. So that's what we try to address.
5: It's really interesting that you mention power because, you know, working in the restaurant industry for the last 20 years, I've seen so many managers that have taken their role way beyond, you know, what they need to. And it's definitely been you, you always see people that are abusing the very little power that they have and the power that they have is over their employees. Little fiefdoms. Exactly. But, you know, so it's it's really important that people recognize that as well as as far as being in management in the restaurant industry um to know that it's still overall like it's a team you know and you really have to be aware of people that managers that like abuse their small amount of power over their employees and that I think that stems a lot with the Me Too movement. Right. You know, we're seeing, we were seeing a lot of um, people that own bars, run bars, manage bars that are taking advantage of their, you know, female employees. Um, but yeah, so it's just something to touch on because there, there's still, there's a hierarchy in every, in every um, career, you know, there's somebody that's on the bottom and somebody that's on the top. And so it's interesting that you mentioned power, whereas. The, the, the
6: thing we try to tell well, people. Power is the thing that
4: creates the dynamic, right?
5: Exactly.
6: Right, but it's, it's not accidental that there are some people on bottom and some people on top. It's mm. entirely deliberate yeah, absolutely. that women haven't been given the same opportunities as men. It's entirely deliberate right. that people of color have, haven't been given the same opportunities as white people. Like all of this is by design.
5: Absolutely. And,
6: and, and to, just to be clear, I, I own a liquor brand. And I was perfectly happy to sell to people, whoever wanted to buy, uh, until Trayvon Martin was killed. And that hit me in a way that I wasn't expecting. And I saw a lot of the people that I considered to be my friends suddenly get really fucking racist. You can curse on this.
4: Yeah, yeah, a lot. Really fucking fucking racist. Fucking curse as much. And
6: I I had a choice between. Taking a stand, which I thought was the right side of history, or losing business. And it was like, well, like this is the right thing to do. I kind of can't not do the right thing here. Absolutely. But the interesting thing about that for me, Jess, is it made me confront my own internalized misogyny because Mm -hmm. what I taught people was it's not enough not to be not racist. You have to be actively anti-racist because the system is racist and unless you are actively anti-racist you are passively participating in a system which benefits you at the expense of other people and when i realized that i was like huh i always thought that i was not sexist treat women with respect
5: yeah
6: treat dignity kindness but I wasn't actively anti-sexist. I was passively
5: but that is benefiting really from the system people. that
6: benefited me at the cost of women.
5: Right. Well, right. we. I think, we I I think you discussion. said. I think
4: you said at your talk, uh, no longer is it time for us to be allies. We have to be accomplices. Yeah. Right.
6: right? I, don't to, I don't want you. I don't want you to just say that this people. is
4: this is the right thing to do. I want you to be the fucking getaway driver. Right. Like <laughs> I, I want people to be down for the cause.
6: Absolutely.
5: Right. But yeah. I want to say, as a manager of a business, that. Thrives on those same mottos, and you know, is owned by lesbians and employs an
2: extremely cool lesbians. <laughs> <laughs> <Big> <laughs> the butt.
5: And you know, we employ an extremely diverse crew of people because Absolutely. that's how you know we are. We don't see that as we we don't have those implicit biases when we're hiring. It's it's mo- we hire based on like you know, personality and experience essentially. But what we were talking about earlier at the bar, which is something to take, take note of is that as a manager of a bar, I have to be really conscious and uh, present when it comes to how people are interacting at the bar. So if there is somebody that's creating both sides of the bar, Um, Yes. So if somebody is creating an uncomfortable situation for my workers or for patrons, I, I have to be very, very keen to that. And not everybody knows how to use their voice. So there are a lot of people that are, you know, that want to be allies and that want to help as much as possible. And they aren't racist and they aren't sexist and they really believe in the cause. But a lot of people don't know how to use their voice. Not everybody is as you know, fluid and using their voice as you or myself. Like, you know, I feel lucky to manage a place where I don't have a problem walking up to a guest and saying, "Like, hey, listen, I think it's time for you to go. Here's your check." Like, you're, you know, without right. You if, don't
4: feel that you don't feel nervous walking up to a guest and saying that, and you but, also but don't feel a lot nervous. Of do, sure, sure. But and that's all,
5: my job is to make sure that people that work for me feel comfortable and supported, and that guests feel comfortable and supported. So we, you know. It is one thing, like I would say that I'm an ally and that I'm a friend and that I will do anything in my power to make sure everybody around me, friend or stranger, feel comfortable. But that's really hard for some people. Some people are not as...
4: Well, know, it's hard for absolutely. some people in a lot of ways, and I think you're especially lucky in that you have a strength of voice, and you also you're the middle, right? You're not right. the top, so the top of your house says this is okay as well.
3: Yeah, so, and I, I think I that's not to always Julie, the truth.
5: I talked to oh, I'm sorry, I talked to Sue before I came on the show, and I was like, "Hey, listen, is there anything you don't too. want me to on talk on the, about?" The
3: subway on the way here.
5: That's right. <laughs> I was like, "Is there anything you don't want me to talk about? Is there anything that you want to protect from a business standpoint? Is there anything like?" you know, you don't want me to touch on because you want to keep things somewhat neutral. And she was like, no. She's like, you lead with your heart. You you know, you protect your staff. You know, like, she's like, whatever you feel like you have to say is something that we would support. And that's amazing. Not everybody has that opportunity to work for a place where your bosses are, you know, as active and as supportive and involved as mine. And we, you know, we do a ton of work with charities that support the aclu that support lgbtq rights that support women you know so we're in a position where you know hopefully we can kind of lead the way a little bit and uh be as supportive and be allies and friends and a safe safe space for people that may generally be marginalized or you know disenfranchised or uh disrespected and we don't allow that at all, whether yeah. it's whether you're a cisgendered woman that's trying to hang out with your friends and a gentleman is getting too drunk and whatever and not acting like a gentleman, or if you're trans, or if you're black, or if you're Native American, or if you're a Latino, or you know, like we try to protect everybody all the time, and that's really it's a core
4: value of
3: hospitality. It's actually that is it's like it is. you just kind of like started moving into. Uh, this part of the conversation where I had wanted to ask this question about how do you, how do you manage? The thing is managing bars and restaurants, managing people in general, really, it doesn't matter what kind of, uh, line of work you're in, uh, or it doesn't even really like pertain to, to work. Although we are definitely kind of focusing on that here with, uh, in this conversation. But like the, the thing is like when we when we all understand each other and we understand like how to to respect and love each other, how do you translate that to like your your team into the and also to like your customers at the bar or the restaurant you know that's like a really hard thing because like
4: you don't leading by example is yeah. not enough you have to have training. You have yeah. to actually actively do it. But like you, like Jackie was saying, you have to be
3: active. Yeah. You have to be extremely active. You know, like right. for for me at like my bar, there've been people where I'm like, You gotta you gotta fucking leave. And it's not because they're drunk. And it's not because Yeah. They're like being like sexist or racist. They're just like so toxic so, feeling people i'm like i i can i, I can already tell that you are just like fucking terrible so you got to
6: leave. this said something earlier before we came in here that I thought was especially relevant and that is being able to at any time take the tone and temperature of your bar Absolutely. to know if the, totally. to know if it's too bright or too loud or if somebody that has had too much to drink or is being an asshole and the trick to managing into talking my vodka drinkers.
5: Yeah. <laughs> hey, Sorry. I, just I to, love vodka. I just wanted to I just throw want a, to a little that comic clear. relief to
3: lighten <laughs> the room a little bit. All right. the, Sorry, the, continue, Jackie.
5: The,
6: the trick to managing that bias that happens not just in front of and behind but not just in front of but behind the bar is to know how to make marginalized people feel safe. And I mean that in a very literal way. There are Jewish people that feel that they cannot reveal their ethnicity because they would be endangered. There are trans people that feel that they cannot reveal their trans because they would be physically endangered. There are gay people. There are uh, like literal physical so, safe, like yeah. actually make people feel safe and con- and, and the, at the same time make oppressors feel unwanted. Absolutely, your bullshit's not welcome here. Get the fuck out.
3: Yeah,
5: right? and I I feel like
3: yeah. I don't care how much We're money lucky. you got. Oh, doesn't yeah.
5: matter Fuck out. I'd, we I'd, it. I'd
3: rather give like and I do this all the time people with that money I'll give them a drink or like give them like a fucking sandwich yeah like <laughs> yeah. you know like well yeah but,
5: and it's you know, again I being lucky, I, don't, I don't care working Everyone, for Landa and I feel like people that come into Landa for the first time or that have been there a million times get a sense of the diversity that is surrounding them um like we have, you know, we have rainbow flags hanging. We we used to have a huge Donald as a bendejo poster <laughs> until some crazy person came in and ripped it off the wall, which I think is hilarious, but whatever. <laughs> so it's like, wow, yeah, that that was a thing that happened. But you know, I was like, oh, New York, you guys exist. But anyway, so I I feel like you when you come into Landa, you know, our head bartender is a lesbian. It's owned by lesbians. We hire a lot of... We have a lot of gay men that work there. We have, you know, all shades of the rainbow of people that work there. And they've all been there forever and promoted and worked their way up. And, you know, it's just like... You would have to know unless you were a complete idiot. you that know what? coming into Landa. totally. I was like, gonna say
3: like like as a bartender or is anyone in the service industry or just is a, a, a generally like fucking good human being, like you you know how to read the fucking room. and
2: like you would think, and, like, so. you would think I, that like, as a customer,
3: you would also be able to read the fucking place. Like right. there was like one of the police academy movies where like they they end up at the Blue Oyster. Like, which is like a gay bar, and like they just didn't realize it was a gay bar, oh and they're like, God. "What the fuck?" How oblivious you know I mean? do you have to be? Uh, it's, right. it's like, well,
7: that's, and there are a lot of people
5: that are oblivious, but I, I have to say, I've been lucky that I haven't had to deal. I haven't had to deal with people um, that have intrinsic biases against people that are a different shade of color than me, or you know, people that are gay, lesbian, transgender. We've been pretty lucky with that. Like The only thing I've ever had to deal with at Landa were guys getting too drunk and making women feel uncomfortable, which we have no problem jumping in. And it's interesting because I was telling Jackie this at the bar. Shannon had told me um, a story where we used to have the... Was outsmart right right outsmart nyc which is an organization that works to protect women in the industry and you know make sure that women get home safely and that nobody's you know being abused and we had we had done a, a workshop with them and we had their little cards in the bar which basically suggests that if you're in trouble You can talk to the bartender and you can have a code word or, you know, there is some sort of interaction you could have with the bartender or the manager to let us know that you're in trouble and then we can jump in and help you, which, which allows, um, for the women who don't feel strongly about their voice or don't want to cause a scene. Um, and this one woman came out of the bathroom one time and approached Shannon and was just like, is that really necessary? And I, I'm thinking like, wow, that's great that she feels strongly enough to use her voice to present her opposition, her opposition to, you know, what what she's seeing. And, and maybe it's triggering to her or maybe it's something that just makes her feel like, oh, I was having a great time. And now I see the reality of something in front of me. and
4: Of being in a room full of people who are taking drugs.
5: Yeah, basically <laughs> yeah. Her, her being totally. slowly poisoned. You know? yeah. So it's. It was, it was so interesting to me, you know, because that she, I, I wish I would have been there to say like, I recognize that you're strong enough to use your voice, but a lot of women aren't, you right. know, a lot of men aren't, you right. know, we, so. We all, I think
4: we all hope that we never, that it's never necessary to have an ambulance, but we still have them.
5: Absolutely. Yeah. Right. You know, yeah. and it, it needs suspicious.
4: to be there for triage situations. And
5: it's just like, if you suspicious. feel uncomfortable, you know, yeah. and you don't know how to say, listen, sir or ma'am, I'm uncomfortable you can rely on us you can give us a code word you can say hey listen this person is making me feel really uncomfortable and i will swoop in and do my best to alleviate and get rid of and this
4: folds back to training you wouldn't have yeah. had this in your bar if you hadn't trained your staff to understand what it right. meant right but i, so, but I think it so helps active, to have you know, a diverse you're being active. staff yeah and you're being active
5: when you have a diverse uh, staff I- they already understand like what you know what you're up against if Every, everybody on our staff has had some form of prejudice against them in their life, so they understand, and I don't even need to train them, but just knowing them and giving them a safe space to work and a space where they feel supported and loved and, you know, like, that we have their back, which is huge, mm. it's like you know they they know be, they can come talk to me because I've made that clear to them yeah right.
3: and free to be themselves and be creative which is what Absolutely. you want to do especially in like our yeah. style of like bars where, where like creativity is yeah the because key, we love you know? them
5: we want them to thrive we hire yeah. people that we appreciate and we hire based on personalities and if we think people are freaking amazing like yeah we hire them and then we train them to do the monkey job you know and then yeah. it's great <laughs> and then everybody excels and That's how it works. You know, when you're supported and you're making money and you're happy, it's like, it's fine.
7: Representation super matters. Yes. Like for patrons and prospective employees. Absolutely. Right. Just like seeing people like you in a place makes you feel safer.
4: Yeah. Right. We should actually probably take a quick yeah. break for station identification and sponsorship uh, commercials, what have you. Well, we're going to come back, and I'd love to hear more, uh, especially from Tyler. You haven't spoken yes. up too much, so I want to hear more about your experiences being behind the bar as a trans person, or being in bars as a trans person, or fucking being on the subway. Let's talk about it. Okay. We'll be right back.
7: Yeah. Missing you. Missing you when you're not alone.
1: This program is brought to you by Joule Sous Vide. My name is Katie Mosman-Wadler, I'm the Executive Director of HRN and a real-life Joule user. I use Joule to help me host the most delicious dinner parties. When you cook with Joule, there's zero guesswork. So steak, chicken, seafood, turkey, vegetables, and eggs all come out exactly the way you like them. The paired app is super intuitive and has a great visual dentist guide. Jewel is awesome for prepping many perfect portions, making it easy to cook for a crowd, and it's hands free so you can focus on entertaining while Jewel does the work. And pro tip Jewel is also great for travel. I throw mine in my suitcase if I'm headed to a rental house with any kind of uncertain kitchen. From perfect steak to juicy, tender Thanksgiving turkey, Jewel makes the best food you've ever tasted. Just be sure to save some room for mini jars of pumpkin pie. Jewel, perfect food every time. To get yours, visit chefsteps.com slash jewel and use code HRN as in Heritage Radio Network to get $15 off for a limited time. That's chefsteps.com slash J-O-U-L-E code HRN.
5: Great and TV. we are
4: back, back at the Wait, speakeasy. Dude, didn't you it's
6: Jake, Jesse, Jackie, the guest today? It's the Jake crew today. Jay nice.
3: Crew. Are we fucking back?
4: Crew. We, we are back. back. <laughs> I just said, welcome back, we're back. You were busy over there picking out some tequila. Suther so is yeah, keeping yeah. us in line. Well, got, you know, we got
5: stuff <laughs> to do there. somebody today. needs to. Mm.
4: So. so we were just switching over to talking to Tyler a little bit more. Um about what it's like to be a trans person. I'd like to know more about what it's like to be a trans person in general, but certainly the topic of our show, of course, is being in bars, both behind them and in front of them, which you've done both. Right. Uh, talk to that a little bit and, and what sort of, you know, trials and tribulations you've had to deal with here in New York city, even, which is a very progressive town.
7: Yeah. Um, I mean, overall I would say New York city is a fairly good place to transition. Yeah. Um, I came out,
4: gosh, about, I mean, it probably beats Des Moines, Iowa.
7: Oh <laughs> hell yeah! Uh, I I grew
4: up in Tallahassee. A place I make fun of constantly and I've never oh, been
7: Tallahassee. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm a
4: Floridian myself. Yeah,
7: uh, go Andrew Gillum. I uh, hope you win the governor's God, race. Please. Um please. Anyway, for my mother's sake. Yeah, um, I I actually I transitioned on a job. Um, working for DeNostia with uh, um, uh, buddy, oh, with Will Pete. Yeah, with Will Pete, a buddy of mine. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, I, I think I was also working at Extra Fancy at the time. Cool. Um, So shout out to them.
3: Did we work together uh, there? You yeah,
7: worked that's... at Extra Fancy? Yeah.
3: <laughs> I don't remember much yeah. <laughs> of it.
7: But I did work with Eric Joplin. <laughs> right. Oh,
3: Eric.
5: Eric John. He's like our bestie. Yeah. Yeah.
3: These are all friends of the, the yeah. show. They've been on the show before. So it's nice to like well, continue the, to have great company on the so, show. The
7: Amoria Margo yeah. family, yeah. I feel like I, I know, uh, if not... Uh, directly than through stories.
3: So So many stories Um,
7: that we probably can't even talk about on this show.
3: So you transitioned
4: (laughs) on the job, meaning... Right,
7: yeah. Describe that process. So, um, like, one year, I think it was like 2014 or something, I don't even remember, uh, I had like a a real big crisis and I was working at an insurance agency for reasons, and uh, I quit my job and talked to Will and was like, I want to be a bartender, what's it like? And so then like a week later, he calls me. He's like, you want to be my bar back? I'm like, all right, sure. Uh, so I go in there and uh, I work there for a while and eventually come to the realization that uh, one, I'm trans and two, I have to transition or else I might do something terrible to myself. Right. Um, so I kind of like kept it low for a while, especially because like when you start hormones, um, things don't really start showing necessarily for like the first six to months to a year. Um, and then at some point I approached my boss and was like, Hey, uh, I am doing this thing and, uh, I just want you to know. And I like, cause you're a business owner and, the, and, you know, my job is very public facing and I just want to talk to you about it. And he was like, Oh, that's absolutely fine. We support you 100%. And I was really lucky to have that experience. Um, and uh, working for Denostia was like really, really positive. At a very formative t- time in my life, um, as far as the business goes, it was great. Uh, the public, however, were not always the best. Okay. Most people understand because, like, it's the East Village. People know who know what gay people are. They know what trans people are. Like, it's not anything new. But some people
4: don't. And so, you, so you experienced no pushback from your from your employers, correct? But you felt some from.
7: The public. The public. And, I mean, like, it, it ranged from, like, harmless misgendering, and then they would correct themselves once they realized it, to, like, explicit, like, I am going to call you a man and refer to you as he, him, like, wow. that kind of stuff. And, okay. like, thankfully, you know, I, I felt protected enough and supported enough that, that I could, like, kind of push back against that and... I don't think anyone was ever, like, violent or on the verge of of being violent, but um, it's kind of terrifying, because you're, like, you just want to exist and do your job, and some people don't want you to do that.
3: Well, that's, to me, I feel... The reason why I got into bartending and, and eventually bar ownership is because of the fact that every time that I went to my neighborhood bar, even in a place like back in the day that wasn't necessarily as progressive as it is now, uh, is like Oklahoma City. Uh I always felt like whenever I was in my neighborhood bar, that was like my safe place.
7: Yeah. It, it yeah. felt
3: like more comfortable than my actual house that I lived in. Oh yeah. Right? And when you go back in history, like, you think about, like, I mean, the, the word pub comes from, it's shortened for public house. Mm-hmm. It's like, that's where everyone would meet up. That's where communities would meet, make governmental decisions, even before the word government existed. You know, like, but but the, the thing is, when every bar that I've worked at, I've always felt that it needs to be like, every bar that I've been a patron at, And worked at, that's, like, my safe space, you know? And so, like, to me, like, I'm like, dude, you can't, like, especially if you're working there and someone comes in and, like, they judge you on, like, any kind of, like, decision that you've made or that has been made for you, like, just from, like, the world coming together and, like, kind of creating yourself, you know, like like, fuck you. Get the fuck out of here, man. But if you so. think
5: about it, Damon, it, it does come back to power because, you know, that old adage that the customer is always right yeah. and that they have some sort of I will, power I, over gonna... their servers or bartenders, which nowadays is not the case, you know, especially in New York City. But...
3: I I love but it I when people, that people bring up this thing because that that, that fucking adage comes opened, from Sam Walton and he fucking ruined small town businesses.
5: He did, but you know, and a lot of other things. So but yeah, like, yeah, opening a bar in Tampa, it was very much that it was it was polar opposite from New York as far mm-hmm. as most people were like genuine and lovely and like, oh my god, yeah, New York, this is great. We have a taste of New York here in Tampa and whatever. But there were certainly. There was one time where a guy came in after Trump won and he was in his full, you know, camo. So we're lucky we saw him at all. But he came in (laughs) and and sat down with his, like, lady. And we were like, where are you? But we can hear you being an (laughs) asshole. And he was just kind of, like, carrying on and being really, like, gregarious and blah, 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 blah. And everyone was like, geez. And he was like, my boy won. My boy is in the office. And then we were all, and it's like... We had, and meanwhile, we you're had, like, he
3: doesn't give a fuck about you anyway. So, he, like, but why here's are you, the thing, yeah, right,
5: that's for a whole other show. But <laughs> so, his waitress was my friend Sam, who I love, and she is covered in tattoos, has a septum piercing, like, is just the most like, liberal person you'll ever meet, and then. She's, she comes back over to me and I'm bartending at the time and she's just like, oh my God, and she tells me and I'm like, well, you know, you should tell him is that how does it feel to finally be a minority? Because everybody in this fucking place hates you. <laughs> but it's <I> like, <laughs> the idea is like, people think that they, they still think that, that they have some form of power and they will try to yield, like wield that any chance they get because they have no power in their real life. So when they come into a restaurant, it's a really delicate thing. A lot of people, you know, will just think they can be assholes because they think that they're going to get away with it. Like, you can't be right. an asshole in your house. You have to leave your house to be an asshole. A so lot
3: like, of assholes are assholes in their houses. Can,
6: can
0: maybe. <laughs> Do they have
3: pets.
5: I don't even, who knows? Like, 100% you
3: know? of the time.
6: Can I take a moment to espouse my stub toe theory here? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Who stubbed their toe in the middle of the night? All of us. Everybody.
3: I've broken my shit.
6: Right? Oh my god. When Can you, you stub your under- toe under- in the middle of the night, how does your body respond? You respond with
5: anger you're, and then I'm like retract and kind of like, oh, all right, I have to learn. Your whole
6: body tries to protect that toe. It's just a toe, right? But suddenly the whole body goes, holy fucking shit, stub toe, left leg, limp. <laughs> under no circumstance. Touch that, like your whole body goes, this is our most vulnerable part right at this second. Yeah. My, my original thought is like, protect, I shouldn't
3: hang out with Thomas Y anymore.
2: Yes, that's <laughs> right. well, that's, that's correct. But, but,
6: but that's your whole dramatic. body goes to protect that toe because it's most vulnerable. And in a general sense, this is how a body responds and it's automatic. It could be a stubbed toe. It could be a fever. It could be a virus, anything wrong with your body. Your whole body goes, we have something vulnerable. Let's divert all of our attention and all of our resources to protecting this vulnerable part of us because we're a body. And if one part of us is hurting, all of us are hurting. Society should work this same way. Whatever part of us is most vulnerable, the rest of us are supposed to cover in and go. Here is one part of us. It, you, okay, you think it's a toe. You don't think it's important until you fucking stop it in the middle of the night. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's the most important part of your whole body. The whole body is supposed to group together to protect whatever is most vulnerable. And if we can't do that, we're failing as society. Well, some people don't want to participate in a society. Yeah,
7: like
3: that's, correct.
0: What, that's
7: what is like most ridiculous to me is that like yeah. like they don't want to pay taxes. They don't want to help other people. And I'm like, you don't you want to participate and benefit no, from all of these things? No social
5: responsibility whatsoever. Yeah. What would be? So I mean, how a Tyler, body works. what would be your advice for managers for people like, you know, just for me myself? I unfortunately do not work with any trans people, and I would love to know, like, if there is anything specifically that I can do. If I'm already doing enough, or if there is something more that we can do as management and bar owners to make sure that everybody in the trans community feels welcome and cared for and supported and you know whether or not they are our employees or their patrons or is it just a matter of making sure we treat everybody exactly the same and just make sure that you know we're using gender neutral terms when we address groups or you know like could it be that simple or is it more than that
7: I mean that is definitely like what I would suggest as a first step. Like um, referring to to groups of people with uh, gender-neutral language is a huge thing. Like uh, I absolutely hate Like walking into a place um, and now it rarely happens because I'm I'm th- I'm very binary as a trans person. Right. Um, but like especially when I was more a little more androgynous in the beginning, um, I hated. Like, like hello, sir, you know, like that kind of stuff. And I'm like, why is right. that necessary? You can just say hello.
5: What about, well, what like, about hey, guys? Guys like, is, That's like, a big thing right uh, now. My head bartender hates <laughs> referring to groups of people as guys. Yeah. As a cisgendered woman, you know, I've never been offended when people address a group that I'm in as, hey, guys, but... That's also, you know, the weird ways that I've been brought up. It's a particular you know, type of privilege. But it's a sp- exactly. Yeah. And that's what I recognize. Mm. And I want to make sure that, you know, we, we pretty much use gender neutral terms when we were addressing groups in general Atlanta. Yeah. But I, 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 maybe for I, I, those out there that. I,
3: I,
6: I'm big on, hey, fuckers.
3: Because <laughs> <laughs> everyone fucks. <laughs> right. Gender neutral.
7: Oh, yeah. Hey, fuckers. To. Hopefully.
4: <laughs> or wants to. <laughs> Yeah.
7: Um, More I mean, of the, I, hey, y'all. I yeah. I'm 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 from the south. I'm I'm a yeah. big fan of y'all. I'm a big fan of folks. I'm a big fan of like I don't friends. Know. Yeah, friends. Just, Team Not squad. Friend, Jesse
3: Harris at at you know that Jesse Willers works with. Yeah. He always says hello friends. Yeah. And it's you know it's like how
5: same. could you yeah. get, get mad yeah. at that? I like Can't saying y'all because that. I think it's endearing. People. I always yeah. yeah. I always
3: yeah. say yeah. y'all, but I'm all. Um, from right. Oklahoma,
7: so. Yeah, but that's big the only thing.
5: thing. People will be like, "Where are you from?" And I'm like, oh, "Jersey." Yeah, and, so <laughs> <it's>, <laughs> and then they're like, "Wait, what?"
7: <laughs> it's interesting uh, talking about this stuff because it's it's definitely not limited to just the service industry. Like, um, yeah. there's there's a huge movement in tech that I am a, a big part of um, to help empower women and non-binary people. Uh, succeeded in their careers awesome. and like uh, one little fun example is that like in our in one of our slack channels um, slacks like a, an instant messenger that uh, a, lo- a lot of companies in the <laughs> tech world use yep. um, we have a bot that will respond to you if you use the word guys and it'll be like hey did you mean folks people yes.
5: et etc awesome. yeah. yeah. and That's like provide
7: awesome. provide alternatives
6: to gendered language awesome. Um,
7: I
5: no idea.
6: I, I like how That's France cool. is actually rewriting their syntax yeah. to be non-gendered. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
5: so
7: great. Legal status, legal representation is super important. Like, um, I mean, I, there, it's. I feel like it's not that hard to provide a supportive environment for for trans people. Like, it's 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 essentially as as like similar to providing a supportive environment for. Lesbian or gay people or POC, um, just like respect them as people yeah, and um absolutely. like be aware of your language.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. C- it's not that
3: hard to be fucking nice normal. to yeah. people. just yeah. Normal. Yeah. <laughs> <you know>? Jackie's <laughs> I Jackie's got his hand him up? Himself. I'm not sure why Jackie has like, his hand like, up. Also, like you fucking if you're wearing a suit or a dress, it doesn't matter. They do the same thing. They cover your body. Yeah. <laughs> they keep you warm. <laughs> Whatever college, and That's how we feel about
5: because we don't give a shit, but like you know a lot of this is this is for people that may be working in our industry that don't feel comfortable yeah talking to us about it because they hear us speak about it in a very open way, but some people may still have questions, some people I mean, may yeah be, i'm I'm in
4: that boat. The danger of privilege you know, is that I don't know. I don't have to size up a bar when I walk in. I'm okay right. in any bar Absolutely. I go to. Yeah. Well, I but I'm assuming that a woman does, a person of color does, a trans person has to like,
5: sure. but I, take but a But I use around my voice. Even before you, know?
4: you go in the door right. and make sure I'm going to be welcome here.
5: But yeah. that, that's the thing. Like, I I'll roll my into any place I have I weird ways that I like, you know, puff up if I'm going into a dive bar. And I, I certainly act differently via different bars that I go you to. You order
3: double margaritas.
5: True. But I a double margaritas and a punch in the throat. Extra salt. But you know, but I don't I don't it's it's weird because I don't have the fear when I go into bars or when I'm walking around at night, but I am aware. Yeah, so So it's
7: almost like a form of PTSD. Exactly, which it truly is. Like as as a person
5: who's a survivor of sexual assault, and as but it's not even post
4: traumatic; it's continued traumatic. (laughs) Yeah, it's CTSD. You just learn to live with it, and it becomes
5: part of your everyday existence. But when you take a step back and think about it, you're like, shit, that really sucks. But You know, it's been part of your life for so long. And if I want to be, you know, a single woman walking around New York City at night or go to a bar, like, obviously I take precautions and I'm hyper aware, but I don't have a fear necessarily of going into these places and having a drink by myself because I will tell somebody to get the fuck out of my face, you know? So, but, but it's true. We all have, we all have those layers that we have to peel back that are, you know, of PTSD-related experiences. So
6: one of the things that I try to talk about when we discuss these things is the nature of how colonization impacted all of this. Yeah. And how it is important not to just decolonize, but to indigenize, because most of the indigenous cultures recognized a spectrum of gender fluidity. Yeah. Right. The indigenous Absolutely. people of the, of what we think of the, of the Americas recognized gender fluidity. The Asians before colonization recognized gender fluidity. Yep. Gender fluidity. This is not a new concept. No. This predates no, the
5: colonization
6: by thousands of, the of years. This was the default. that got interrupted and the more we can get back to how things were the better it is for kind of all of us yeah
4: yeah i think that's think, the message think, that people seem to miss all the time is the better this is for anyone the better it is for everyone
5: yeah right. i feel and like I feel other like people's media lives kind don't like, affect you like just let it lie like what other people choose to do will never will never affect you personally it will never directly affect your life so but you know we, yeah. we still have to deal with our I feel the like media has mm-hmm. like taken
3: a huge change because like like I feel like there was like a, a huge moment like in like the the early to mid twentieth century with like like kind of like propaganda films like uh like based on race and based on gender you know like p- planet of women and like you know like right like,
5: crazy b, shit. like the, b movie but the, the crazy also, thing or?
3: about it is like when you think about it like those movies were like all like done by ed wood who was <laughs> like <laughs> transgender right it's amazing. So, yeah this, is kinda, this is
5: my personal hero but yeah yeah it's it's just crazy the climate that we live in right now and it's super important that everybody feels safe and wanted and comfortable and it's a damn bar yeah. you should be able to go yeah. into your bar and relax and, and have a totally. drink and, and, and can get I say away this? you know
6: it is more profitable oh yeah absolutely, absolutely. Oh, yeah. absolutely. women drink people of color drink. The LGPD... LGBT, the LGBTQ community... Yeah, <laughs> this is after
5: two shots of drinking. overproof rum. <laughs> drinks. Thanks. The trans community drinks. Hey, why would yes, you not do. make these if, people comfortable? If it
3: makes the conversation happen, then I'm gonna pour you some more drinks, man.
6: Keep yeah. getting some rum. Why would you not make these people feel
4: comfortable in your bars? It is
6: profitable. Plus, yeah. that's
5: yeah. hospitality a, 101. Exactly. 101. As a
4: business owner, why would you turn down dollars on the table. At there's right, money right, okay. on the but, table, I mean, and like, you're saying no to it.
7: The the financial incentives are there, of course, but also, like, just the incentive to be a decent fucking human being. Wow. Uh,
4: yes. There's a goal. Yeah.
5: Then you have people coming a, back. What there's a crazy, people crazy people that concept. That's <laughs>
4: an easily attainable goal, to yeah. be a decent fucking human being. It, so, the bar is so low.
5: Yeah, it's...
3: Yeah. <laughs> It's easy
6: be to nice. do. Right, right now, the bar is somewhere between the Mariana Trench and the Earth's molten core.
3: Yeah. <laughs> For
2: sure.
6: I'm like, oh, wow, you're treating me as if I'm a human. Okay.
2: Wow. Go figure. Yeah. Yeah.
5: Yeah. Let me see
3: that tequila. Step one. <laughs> Step one achieved.
5: Step one. Yeah. Nice.
3: Well, I think the goal of this show and the the message that we have just started to scratch the surface of.
4: Yeah, man, we need to have this Fucking be again. cool
3: or fuck yes, off, let's man. Do it again. Like,
5: I would absolutely. We're all come
3: here back. together.
4: Yay. Yeah, yeah. We would yeah. love yeah, to have friends. you back.
5: Cool. Trifecta. Trifecta. <laughs> Sorry, um, y'all didn't see, but we just did a fist bump between the three of us. So. That's right.
4: This is, this is radio, not television. Um, and that's, I'm so that's glad for our it's radio, sakes.
5: not television.
4: But you can check out some photos on our Instagram at Speakeasy Podcast uh, on Instagram. Uh, we'll also be posting at uh, the Speakeasy Radio. Uh, sorry, Speakeasy Radio on Twitter, um, and uh, you can catch up with. Uh, We'll put links to all these things that we've talked yeah. about today on the Instagram for sure. And
3: let's talk about how to get in touch with all of yeah, you.
4: Yeah, that's what I was getting up yeah. to next. Jess Woolers, how can people reach you if you want them to?
5: I mean, if they they can come into the bar. I'm Hell there yeah. all the time. It's Landa, L-E-Y-E-N-D-A. It's Yale about to be Ooh, that's
4: It's about
3: to right. be
5: Slayenda, y'all. Holiday time. Um, doing our holiday pop-up, which is usually focused on empowered women. and you know, But whatever. I want to leave some for... <laughs> you guys check Didn't you all get
6: sued by Beyonce oh, last no, year? No, no, no. 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 We,
3: <laughs> yeah, you did.
6: We uh, just got
5: a <laughs> <We gotta laughs> cease and assist. We got a cease and assist. She's got better things to do than to sue us, please. Her lawyers but, don't. <laughs> <laughs> her lawyers are like, wait. No, but that was, you know, that was taken a little out of context. It was supposed to be Beyonce and a bunch of other really strong independent women. Now we'll be focusing more on like the RBG aspect. And, you know, it's just, it's, it's a a woman run business. Yep. We support women. We, you know, want women to feel empowered all the time and to understand that, you know, I don't I don't know. It's just it, it's gonna be slay-enda because women slay and we try to slay at our bar and we're gonna have a you really do. rad holiday pop up and it's
4: and day. Santa's sleigh, it all ties together, I get it. <laughs> I always
3: feel so, so comfortable at that bar. I'm glad that I like, get to
5: see you more that I work at Landa now than I've ever seen you before and well, I really Well, because my roommate, that. Robbie Nelson...
3: <laughs> even he, though he lives yeah. in California now? <laughs> yeah. He's He goes he's there like, three times a, a day. I know
5: when you're in town because you always come to Landa. Yeah. But, you know... I mean, where know, were you when I was bartending? Girl. <laughs> so... I was hanging out at your bar. I'm good friends. Oh, I used to go to Dynasty all the time. Extra fancy sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> because Mondays. it's a little late night for me. Monday. Sure, Monday. You know, but Patty
3: melts after midnight. That's right. Oh Absolutely. Patty
5: melts. Patty melts. <laughs> All right, we're, we're
4: getting off topic. You got a social media handle you want people to follow? Uh, um, Leanda?
5: I mean, it's uh, I think it's Landa BK. Landa
4: BK,
3: yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Right. It's Leanda our BK. Instagram
5: handle. If you want to follow it, we always have like cool, fun stuff and pictures of our awesome staff and
4: and the soon-to-be holiday pop-up sleendra.
5: Yeah, exactly. And Shannon Ponche and Leanne Favre just won the rethink oh, they competition. Won it. Nice at Ooh. Nomad last night because that we're shit. also, not Sorry, only are we LGBTQ friendly and women friendly and positive, we are also eco friendly. So we try to do our best yeah, to go. make sure that we are helping the planet as well as the people that live on it. So Neat. come to Landa, <laughs> drink margaritas with us. <laughs>
4: Tyler, you want anybody to get in touch with you?
7: Yeah, um, if you want to reach me, um, the easiest way is probably um, through my work email just because it's easy to say. It's Tyler. Tyler at meetup.com um, mm-hmm. none of my views are necessarily the views of the company just a disclaimer um, Ooh, you can also smart. find me we should on put that in uh, everything things yeah things right <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm not speaking in any professional capacity um, you can also find me on uh, social media uh, Tyler Beebe last name is B-E-E-B-E nice
4: red B-E-E two different
7: ways
3: B-E-E-B
4: buzz and then also just Right. right exist yeah buzz and exist an annoying name to spell I know it's great Jackie Summers. So I want to say
6: that I was in Madison, Wisconsin over the summer, and there are tons of black ladder, black Lives Matter signs, and no black people. Huh. And I sort of feel like it is one thing to stand up for trans rights and another thing to actually have trans people in life. So yeah, Tyler, it's yeah, we're gonna figure out how to do shit together. Yeah. Uh, if you want to catch me on social media, it's okay. Twitter and Instagram. The liquitarian L I Q U I R, T A R I A N. I love
7: that.
6: Uh, and if you want to catch really fucked up personal shit, it's Jack from B K L N on Twitter.
4: <laughs> Jack from Brooklyn. Yeah. Um, political
5: views.
4: That's kind of all we've got for the show, and we're running a little long. Uh, um, I want no, to know. Rem- you wa- know
3: what? Honestly, like, nah, <laughs> it's, it. it's not long enough, man. It's
4: never long enough. We need the. We we'll need to continue this, this but, conversation. But, yeah. but is it thick enough? Like, Oh, Come on! Man. All right, uh,
3: that, that's a terrible way to in this. <laughs> but I will say this: it, it, like it, the way that we operate this show is the open conversation. You know, like between friends and and free thinkers and and wise people, and to have this conversation today is very important. And. We would love to, as always, have our friends back on the show. So, anytime you yeah. want to come back on the show, like we would absolutely, the door's always open.
4: Always. You
5: know? Just let us know when. All right, I'm moving right. on. Anytime. Right. yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs>
4: anytime. Um, yeah, honestly, anytime. We're here at 2 o'clock on uh, Wednesdays uh, doing the show live. Uh, you can come hang out in the studio just like uh, uh, Jake is right now, and, uh, or you can chime in whenever you want to. It's fine fine with us. We like having guests. Yeah, uh, we're in the hospitality business. We like being hospitable. Yeah. Um. I want to re-mention home bar awards. Go check out that Instagram site. They're going to be posting up a, a contest that you can get your get your uh, get your drink on the menu at Amoria Marco. That's a pretty prestigious thing, I think. That's I'm going to try. Yes, I think I'm, I'm going to try t- to do I'm it. A prestige I, bar, right? Am I
5: allowed to try? Because I'm not really a bartender anymore. So am I considered a home bartender? Hey, it's,
4: it's their competition. <laughs> you uh, you enter. You see what happens. I don't know. Um, I, I don't even think I'm a judge. I think it's uh, it's up to them. Mm-hmm. Oh, Sweet. I, I recuse yeah. myself. I'll be like, for wait
7: right. a minute. Well, I want to thank
3: all of our guests today for coming in. Thank Again, you. I want to say, uh, always welcome back. Even if uh, you just want to come in, hang out, like Jake's doing right now, like just sit in, in the studio and listen. And I think that's like one of the most important things uh, that we can all do for each other. I always say that the two finest things you can do for another human being is cook for them and listen to them. Yes, I, I right, always tell people that. Yeah, Correct. and I quote you: thank I don't know
5: how to cook, but I can make a mean cocktail. <laughs>
3: I know how to do bread. I can reheat some pizza if if we if, I can make macaroni If cheese. Someone needs to be listened to. you know, like but
6: I, I can chug the fuck up and listen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah
3: it's, it's important, rare. man. It's okay. So that's it for the speakeasy this week. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Woo! Can't wait to have you back. So it's <laughs> great to see you. Always um we will be back next week with I'm
4: Could be anybody. Well, <laughs> some Russian roulette. i, I well, that's true. Wow, but, that's an image. <laughs> <I> mean, <but laughs> we've got a bunch of we've got a bunch of recorded shows. We don't know which one we're going to throw <laughs> yeah, out Yeah, we've, we've, we've been doing a, a lot of
3: a lot of great recordings uh, lately, and it's uh, with a lot of with a lot of great people. So, uh, can't wait to uh, you know
4: can't wait to share keep, that content with you. Yeah keep, yeah,
3: keep that going. So, please go to uh, heritageradio network org to check out many other programs like this one, but probably. Probably not as good as this one. <laughs> yeah.
4: um, but shout out to public hometown. radio. It's a little hometown <laughs>
3: yeah, right? Hey, man, um, support public radio. Yay. That's right. We're doing that, so yeah, you can go to the website and click on the beating heart to donate to the station to keep our shows going, and that's that's how we that's how we keep this content rolling along. Is, you know being the fact that we're a nonprofit organization with. A big open door and a big beaten heart. That's right. right. You're welcome. So until next week. Cheers!
7: Cheers,
0: everybody! Cheers. Cheers.
2: Thanks for listening to Heritage Radio Network.